Welcome to Soul Rediscovery, where we explore a deeper meaning to life and our human existence through a soul-guided way of living in love, joy, freedom, and abundance. By choosing to live life above the fray of the chaos of society and tuning in to our badass and authentic multi-dimensional selves, we embrace a less stressful and more heart-centered, impactful way of truly changing the world and leaving it a better place for generations to come. I'm your host, Katherine Whaler, and I'm so honored you have joined us. So without further ado, let's dive in. Well, hey, you guys, and welcome to a new week of soul rediscovery. Well, my goodness. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I have such a good episode for you today. I'm so excited to air this one because these women have changed my life in the last few months. And by changed my life, I just mean I've aligned, we've aligned even further with the reason of why did I come here in this life? What am I here to do? Before I get into that though, a lot of people are going through a hard time right now And I want to address this, and I want to start that off by telling you a funny story of what happened to me this morning. So I was recording a podcast episode for somebody else's podcast this morning, and I had all these amazing plans to wake up, check my emails, check my messages on social, make myself this beautiful green goddess smoothie get settled in, take a shower, like all this nice stuff planned out. And then I get a text from my mom who lives in the same city as me. Frantically, she's a teacher, so she's teaching right now, right? So she's frantically trying to message me about our dog trying to get out of the gate because my grandmother's dog is staying with us while she went up north to visit family because Poor thing. She's so social and she hasn't really gotten out much with COVID. So we're like, okay, you can go visit family up north. So her dog is staying with us and this little tiny dog (laughs) can get out of our gate. And so I get this frantic message about the dog and all of this stuff. And this is, of course, right in the middle of my whole routine of preparing for this podcast and getting into my nice conscious space and all of this stuff, right? And it just completely threw me off kilter. I mean, just completely changed my whole morning, changed the whole course of my morning so that all I was freaking focused on (laughs) was this dog. And I was like, I cannot do anything to go get this dog. I'm about to do this podcast. It takes at least 20 minutes to get to your house, 20 minutes to get back. So I was like, okay, let me see if our neighbor is home and all this stuff. So thankfully, God bless our neighbor, who was our original editor, Kurt, yay, Kurt, came to the rescue and was able to take care of this dog situation. And hopefully at the time of this recording, I don't know if the dog got out. So (laughs) as you're listening to this, we'll obviously know by the time this episode is aired. But hopefully, 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 she is nice and safe and sound. So anyways... All of this to say that I went into this episode and I didn't get to shower, so I was like, so gross. (laughs) And we were doing it via video too. Thankfully, it wasn't a recorded video, 
But we were still looking at each other. And I asked her, I was like, do you mind if I just make my bed? Because at least that'll make me feel better, you know? And she's like, of course, of course. And so she was like, yeah, and I got to go a little bit early too. And so it was just one of those experiences where it's like, okay, we need to be in the present moment. We need to just be in the here and now. I can't be focused on what's happening with the dog. She can't be focused on getting kicked out of her office and that sort of thing. And I did the episode. I did the interview. I was not nearly as centered as I usually am for interviews, but it was a great topic. I mean, we were talking about Twin Flames, and I think it's going to be a really great episode. We had a a wonderful discussion, and she's a fabulous podcast host, so I can't wait for you guys to listen to that. But I just, I wasn't as centered. I wasn't as grounded and connected as I usually am, right? And I was just trying my best. I have my little essential oil right next to me. So I'm putting it on as I'm answering questions like, oh my God, can I please just settle down a little bit, you know, because this dog thing just totally threw me for a loop, totally changed the course of my morning. And we finish the episode, recording it and everything. And we say our goodbyes and we say we're going to, you know, hang out and talk a little bit another time because she had to go early too. So (laughs) I get off of this call. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't even remember what I talked about, which never happens to me. Anytime I finish interviewing for a podcast or I do a video or something, I'm fully aware of it. And I was in the moment as I did it, but I also remember just fine when I get out of it. And this one, I literally was like, did I say that yesterday? Did I say that today? Did I say that three days ago? I can't remember. I can't keep track of when I talked about what, right? And I asked my guides and they're like, definitely take a shower. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to take a shower because that's, you know, the first thing that needs to happen. And then they were like, and you need to eat something. And I said, okay, yeah, I need to eat something. So I take my shower and then I go into my kitchen. I get some hummus. I get some carrots and I'm just snacking away. I pour myself some lemonade and I can feel my nervous system just calming down. I can feel my nervous system not being as heightened as it was a second ago, right? I can feel myself grounding and I'm like, okay, I can breathe. Okay. So then I get on my bed and I start listening to a podcast episode that aired for a friend and I wanted to hear her speak about the Akashic Records. Actually, Shannon, who is in this episode that I'm sharing with you today, and I'm listening to her talk and it's calming me down and the Council of the Pinnacle, who we all connect with, is calming me down. My personal spirit guides calming me down. And then I asked the Council of the Pinnacle, I was like, I just don't understand. I mean, if it was supposed to be this big old episode and there's been so much buildup to us doing this episode about twin flames and everything, then why, why would that happen with Gracie, right? Why would this happen with this dog that would just throw me so off? Why can't I just be recording now when I'm centered and I'm grounded and I'm connected? And they gave me this message, which is what I wanted to pass on to you guys. They said to me, because it all happened exactly the way it was supposed to happen. We didn't want you to be centered and grounded for that episode. We wanted you to truly speak from the heart. We wanted you to speak from the heart and process through the heart versus channeling messages. We just wanted you to basically blurt out (laughs) whatever was in my heart to share in that moment with 
the podcast host who was interviewing me. And it instantly clicked for me. And I was like, of course, of course, of course, of course, that makes perfect sense. So here's what I want to say about that, you guys. We're going through this accelerated timeline right now, right? We're in this weird time warp where days can feel like years and years can feel like days. And there's all this extra energy. There's all this stuff going on, right? And I want to use this for two reminders for you. One, everything happens for a reason. Everything, even the frantic nonsense that happened with the dog happened for a reason so that I could be in that place to give the interview versus a more, for lack of a better word, calculated place, right? Or let's say restrained place. They wanted me to be all over the place because they were like, we just want you, you know, sitting down and chatting with a girlfriend. We don't want Catherine, the activation and ascension guide. We want Catherine the human and the soul who is a twin flame and knows that experience so well from her own personal experience and not just this higher dimensional perspective, which I also have, but they didn't want me focused on that. They wanted me in my, you know, girly Catherine state. And so I thought, okay. And also that as I demonstrated with taking a shower, tuning into my guides, getting something to eat, that In any moment, you can shift. I used to have a professor in college in acting who would say for our monologue technique, you're a breath away, right? You're a breath away from changing this. So if you feel like you're not on a good track, if you feel like you're not going in the right direction, then you're only a breath away from going in the direction that you want to go in, right? Or that you feel is a more aligned direction, a more centered, grounded direction. And I feel like that's even part of the reason that this experience came up this morning anyways, was that I could share that message with you, right? Is that everything happens for a reason. So if you've had those chaotic moments, if you've had the dog (laughs) escaping out the gate right before you're supposed to record this big podcast episode about twin flames of all things, right? It all happens for a reason, but also as they were telling me, they were like, listen, your reality is up to you. If you see this as a negative experience, then that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to vibrate as. But if you are just able to laugh at this, if you're able to see this for what it is, which is that we wanted you to be in a certain frequency when you did that interview, then you can appreciate it. Then you can understand it. So I want to give you all the same advice is that you're always a breath away, right? You're always a shower away or a snack away or a meditation away from shifting your whole day. If you are in sort of that hurried, frantic, you know, experience and that's not where you want to be, then just take a deep breath, right? And shift. And also, sometimes we got to be in that experience, right? Sometimes it happens for a reason so that these kind of lovely epiphanies and conversations can come up to begin with. So we can appreciate our experience for what it is instead of trying to change it, which I know that sounds like two contradictory things to say, but they're actually complementary. Is that you're only a breath away if this is not the kind of experience you want, and also you can have grace with the experience, however it is, and it's your perception that changes the vibration of it. So I have so much more to share on that 
that I will save for another episode because they've been channeling a lot to me about past lives and the Akashic Records and all of that. But I do feel like I need to share this episode with you first. So this is with my star sisters, as I like to call them, who are also original Akashic Record Keepers. And you can be an original Akashic Record Keeper without being a sister. (laughs) I know folks who are, but we are sisters who are original Akashic Record Keepers, which we'll probably go into another episode another time. But for today, that's all you need to know is that We call ourselves star sisters. It'll all make sense when you listen to the episode and that these ladies have truly transformed my life. This was aired on the prismatic heart of the seven sisters, which Shannon and Mary, who are featured in this episode, they run that podcast. So this is their podcast. We're doing a re-airing of that. So you'll even hear their advertisements. And I always say, hey, if you feel called to work with them, then please, by all means, I've channeled so many times that we're all meant to work with each other's clients. So there's no differentiation. And we each have our own unique soul gifts and experiences that contribute to this larger collective that we're a part of and then obviously the collective as a whole so I love these ladies so much and if you feel called to work with them I highly encourage it I also highly encourage that you check out their socials and connect with them and just listen to their messages and then of course that you join us when we do our soul sessions as a group and we group Akashic Record channel and look at the energy of each new moon. I go over the astrology and the messages that I receive, and then each of the ladies goes over theirs as well. So we have that coming up every single month. We do that together. We just finished the Leo new moon soul session as I'm recording this, and that was a big one because it directly relates to the age of Aquarius. So we had such a blast doing that. We had such a blast doing our first And yeah, I just, I have tremendous love, respect, and admiration for these women. I mean, obviously, they're my soul sisters, but I just, even if they weren't, I would. And I just think they're the most amazing people. So I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode. Please share with a friend if you feel that it resonates. And check out all those ladies on their social. So here it is. Welcome to the Prismatic Heart of the Seven Sisters. We're your hosts, Shannon and Mary. Through working with the Akashic Records, we have become aware of our connection to the rainbow realm, the highest point in the universe, or the pinnacle point. We're here to spread the knowledge of the rainbow realm from the Council of the Pinnacle to help you awaken to the truth of who you are. We cannot wait to go on this journey with you. Let's dive in. Hello everyone. Today we are so excited to have 
an extremely special episode with two of our star sisters who we are just beyond excited for you all to meet and connect with. Um, they are such, such beautiful souls and they have so much to share with you all. So we're so excited to get into this conversation. Yeah, guys, this is like awesome. We literally connected with them right after we released our first episode. And so we're so excited to have this for you guys to meet them too, because honestly, our journeys have just exploded since. So <laughs> I think we should just jump right in and um, let's have you guys come on and introduce yourselves. So, um, our sisters are Mariana and Catherine, and whichever one of you guys wants to start first, if you just want to tell us like a little bit about you, and we'll start there. Uh, Catherine's going to start. Okay, cool. Go ahead, Catherine. <laughs> We're literally pointing at each other about who's going to start right now. Hi, yes. Um, okay, so my name is Catherine. I am not wearing any pants as I'm recording this. Um, just true story. So I connected with Mary first, right after Mary and Shannon released their podcast. And it was actually kind of incredible because I had been channeling for weeks that the Akashic Records were held in the 23rd dimension. And I had been hearing so many messages about rainbows, about looking for the rainbows, um, about looking for the rainbows in the most unlikely of places specifically. And for the longest time, I thought that it was just a personal message of sort of like, look for the, the joy in life, you know, as this next step in my business. However, I could feel something really special was coming, something really big was coming. And yeah, I just knew that something was coming and, and it was going to change my life really soon and I could feel it all on its way towards me and I was doing a lot of personal work that I think allowed the space for all of this to happen and allowed all of this in because ever since we connected my own personal business and everything has skyrocketed because of our connection so um, it's really beautiful and I love I love knowing these women um, do you want to know more about me personally. <laughs> sure, yeah. And I think one of the most beautiful things about your story is that you were connecting to all of this information without even knowing and um, just were so like self, um, self-contained almost and self-empowered to know like that was your truth without meeting anyone or without having any sort of external validation even. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so a little bit about me. So I, as far back as I could remember, remembered so much. Um, I remember being in church as a young girl because I was raised um, Episcopalian and just being in church and, and hearing the messages and actually telling people like, no, that's actually not how <laughs> um, God works <laughs> um, or that's not actually how Jesus was. Um, and of course, you know, that wasn't widely received, um, but just kind of understanding things on a, on a deeper level. And of course, always feeling like people connected to me and, you know, my whole life, people have just randomly come up to me and told me, their life story or told me that I bring that out of them. 
I remember in college walking past um, our homeless population and everybody else, they're like shouting, you know, obscenities to, and then to me, they're like, she's an angel on earth. She's an angel on earth. Like we can see her wings. We can see her wings. And, and, and it was, and it really took me aback because at the time, um, you know, I was so anxious and depressed during that time in my life that I felt anything but an angel on earth. And so looking back on it, it really makes sense. And they even said things about rainbows and said things about heaven. And so it's very interesting looking back and um, thinking about, you know, all those things that were said to me. But but yeah, so since I was a little girl, I, I have deeply remembered. Um, but I also had a, a performer streak and I actually went to school for acting and was a professional actor before um, I went into what I do now. And I still act on the side when I want to <laughs> and, and plan to do more production work with um, conscious content in the future. But I always had this performance streak. I was always singing. I was always dancing. And so my family kind of just chalked up my remembering to making up stories and a huge imagination. But I spoke light language at a very young age. Um, I want to say it was like four. Yeah, because I definitely was fully speaking it at five. So I was speaking it around the age of four and connecting it back to ancient Egypt. And I called it Shakiba for some reason <laughs> that I still don't really understand. And um, it just, you know, it was something that my parents weren't really e- equipped to handle with. You know, they're the sweetest people, um, but but they're not like me in the same way. My dad is, is psychic um, and has a few clairs, but he comes from Montana. So he was told his whole life that that wasn't safe to be that way. And then, you know, he kind of, in not a negative way, but just in a protective way, told me to protect myself by not talking about it too much. And around the age of eight or nine, I had gotten really into astrology. Um, I was reading, you know, college level textbooks by the time I was seven about ancient Egypt and ancient Greece and and the Greek gods. And I just had this incredible fascination with um, a lot of ancient cultures. Third grade was Sacagawea and Native Americans and um, specifically the Hopi tribe too. So, which is directly connected to us, of course. And so, um, yeah, so there was just this, this great fascination. And then around the age of eight, I saw my grandmother's ghost while I was visiting my aunt in Idaho in the house that she passed away in. And, um, and I told my dad and he was like, Hey, I believe you, but other people might not believe you. So best to kind of keep this to yourself, you know, just to be protective And I did tell my, I did end up telling my friends and my friends, uh, you know, made fun of me (laughs) and then continued to make fun of me when it came to astrology or anything else that I was interested in. Um, And so I really, I hid it away and it did, it it caused a lot of depression and anxiety for me. And then in college, um, while I was studying intersectional feminist studies and acting, Um, we had a shooting and I had predicted the shooting, which again, just kind of, you know, pushed on the depression and anxiety because 
I thought that my visions were bad and that all of my visions meant bad things and that all of this deja vu I was feeling meant that something bad was coming because I had had visions of my life as an adult, as a little girl, as far back as I can remember. Um, this week actually has been the most deja vu I have ever had in my entire life. Um, the only thing that it comes similar to is, is my twin flame connection. And when I was reunited with my twin flame. And so anyway, so in, in college, there was this shooting and it just completely turned my whole world upside down. It brought all of the anxiety, all of the depression to the surface. And I just, I, I had to literally pause my life and just heal and just focus on healing my mental health because it was so out of control. I was so scared of the world at that point and honestly scared of myself. I was remembering in this yesterday because I've been working on goddess work with a lot of my clients recently and, and women claiming back our power um, because we're, we're scared of how powerful we are, you know? And um, I was thinking about it this week, how my very last week in college, I had a talk with one of my best friends and um, she and I were talking about how, how powerful we knew we were and we knew we would be and how much that actually scared us. Like just how powerful we knew we would be as fully fledged women once we, we healed ourselves, you know? And um, I am that woman now and I am very powerful. <laughs> so <laughs> I very much understand um, why young Catherine was sort of scared of that because with great power comes great responsibility. And I think that it's really, really, really important that when you're doing this work, oh yeah, deja vu right now, um, that when you're doing this work, you know, you have humility and you take the ego out of it. And it only comes from the place of, the higher soul self who is, is guided and who knows what to do. Um, but yeah, I, I've channeled since I was very young. I never thought of it like the Akashic Records. I just always, for the longest time, I thought that everybody lived the way I did. I thought everybody saw the past, present, and future at the same time the way I did. And um, as we know now, that's, that's not true. <laughs> um, although they do have access to it when they tap into it. So um, there was that. And then there was also hiding when I learned that I was different. And then just coming into fully, fully embracing that difference and fully seeing how that really is my life path and my life purpose as I got even deeper into astrology and then human design. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a Pisces midheaven. <laughs> like, this is literally, and I'm a right angle cross of service. Like, this is literally what I am supposed to be doing and and honestly I'm the happiest doing so um yeah it's it's really a joy now and um as far as the Akashic Records go I was introduced to the Akashic Records quite literally about a year ago um seriously a year ago I had heard of them I was aware of them to me, it was sort of like, well, I, I channel, like I just channel and I channel all day long and I kind of can't turn it off. It just comes to me. I just remember, you know, even if it's seeing into the future, it's, it's remembering. Um, and so I was listening to a podcast. I was listening to Your Own Magic with Raquel Mantra and she had a guest on and that guest was Jennifer Longmore and she is the leading Akashic Record teacher in the world. 
Um, and I was listening to this podcast going, oh my God, I've been reading the Akashic Records this whole time. Like that is what I do. And I had been hearing the message that I was a keeper of the Akashic Records. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I asked my guides one night because I just found Jennifer. And now it's, it's funny because Jennifer's one of my mentors. And I just, I found her to be so cool and so laid back and just very like, yeah, you know, like I just, I know these things and I tell people and I make a ton of money from it and help a bunch of people. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's, that's really awesome. I want that life too. Um, and so, and I really felt like, wow, that is going to be my life too. Something clicked in me um, when I heard the words Akashic Records that I was like, yes, that is that is me. I read those. I am the keeper of those. And um, I remember I was in Hawaii at the time when I heard that, that episode. And then I remember coming back. Yeah. Right. Hawaii. Wow. Like everything happens in Hawaii. <laughs> Seriously? I know it's such a source of activation for us. Wow. Yeah, I know. So um, I literally just put that together too, that I was in Hawaii when I had that activation. And um, Actually, Shannon, it's funny because what we were talking about the other day as far as, as business goes and that up-leveling, I experienced almost exactly what you're experiencing now this time last year. Um, right wow, before that's I had, wild. Yeah, right before I had this activation um, with my, my business coach at the time. So yeah, so I, so I came back home. And it just, it was really, it was on my mind, Akashic Records, Akashic Records, something about that really clicked. And so I, I um, asked my guides and I said, hey, um, will you teach me how to read those? <laughs> and they came back to me like, um, bitch, you already know how to read those. Like you've been reading those your entire life. Like you are literally one of the original record keepers. What are you talking about? And it took me a few weeks to really understand that because it wasn't until I was introduced to like Ashley Wood and other people who read the records besides Jennifer and that I was like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. These are messages that I just received without any prayer or without any kind of, you know, ceremony. And, and I've been helping my clients, um, access this. And I didn't even really know, I didn't have a name for it. I just called it channeling and, and guides. So, yeah. So that brings me to today. And now I proudly own that I'm an Akashic record keeper along with all these lovely ladies. And, um, and it is something that's a big part of my work now. And, and using those words, I've realized that using those words is very important, that the language we use is very important for remembrance. Um, like I said, it, it majorly activated something in me when I heard Jennifer talking about it and talking about her experience with it. And, um, for those listening, if you don't know that story, you should totally look it up because it's very cool the way she was given the records and, and taught to teach the records. So yeah, I, I love it now. I love that we're modernizing this. I love that we're bringing this into the modern world and it's beyond a crazy cosmic connection that all of us have connected like this and had the same channelings and visions and it's, it's really unlike anything I've ever experienced before, except very close to my twin flame connection. So yeah, it's, it's good. I love you ladies. 
Oh my God. There's, <laughs> there's so much to say. Um, thank you for telling us so much. I just love hearing it, but I wanted to go back to something you said, because I just want to comment on it. Cause it's so beautiful. Um, you were saying that like when you were in college and, um, like the homeless population by your school would, um, you know, call you a star, call you a rainbow, all these things. And I was like, listening to that, I was thinking, and this is so important, I think for all of us to think about is how much the parts of our, our population, like worldwide that we don't pay attention to those members are like often the people who see things the most clearly. And those are the people that we just like all of us just look over. Mm-hmm. And so that was just really powerful to hear. I, I just had to bring that back because I loved, I loved how you put that. Yeah. One of them, I remember so clearly, I was sitting with my friend Cordelia and we were just at Starbucks, like, you know, sitting outside and, and you know, outside UC Santa Barbara. And this man just started loudly exclaiming to the entire you know, population there drinking their Starbucks that I was an angel on earth here to save everyone, that why couldn't they see that I was an angel and that I was going to anchor heaven onto earth and like all of this stuff that even, like I said, for myself, because I was so deep in my depression and anxiety and that dark, dark hole that I, I couldn't see clearly. And I started receiving the rainbow message I mean, way back in college. I mean, my door is rainbow. Like my door that I painted when I was five years old with my dad is rainbow that I, you know, (laughs) still have to this day. So rainbows have always been a big part of my life. Um, A big calling card for me. Somewhere Over the Rainbow was my favorite song growing up and what I performed the most. Um, But also I had a friend who told me that I was her muse in college and she had written... um, a a play for me and it was all about Catherine finding her rainbow no joke no way yeah that is wild yeah oh my god yeah so it was it was really beautiful it just when I started receiving the messages about the rainbow and about the 23rd dimension it just it made sense and I like I said I knew something big was coming and at the same time I was calling in soul family on a business level so something deep within me was desiring soul sisters like in business you know and doing the same things that I was doing and so I think it was just my soul just knew it's like okay it's time you know here we all are here we all are yeah amazing (laughs) yeah wow I mean there's so much we can talk about but I'm thinking um, Mariana, I'd love for you to tell us about yourself and then we can all just kind of go from there. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Mariana or Mariana, depending on what is easier to pronounce um, for everybody. Uh, if you hear some ruffling behind me, and my dog is very active right now. She like can't sit still and I can't control it. So that's what that is. Um, yeah, where to begin? Like, I don't even know where to start. Um, it's really awkward to talk about myself too, I feel like sometimes. Um, I can see them all laughing. I can't hear you laughing. <laughs> oh, there we go. You're good. Uh, okay, so I guess for me, everything started at a really, like Catherine and I mean, for all of us, it really started at a very young age. Um, 
ever since I guess I can remember without like help I have been able to see and speak to spirits um you can call them ghosts if you'd like um my first full experience with that was when I must have been like two and a half three years old I had what my parents thought were <laughs> was an imaginary friend um her name is Camila um was is non-linear time um and I would tell my parents about her and we'd, I remember playing dolls. I remember she always, I mean, she always looked the same, never changed her outfit. So my little brain couldn't, didn't understand that that meant yes, exactly. Catherine just asked, wait, Camila. And yeah, I don't know. If, I think I've told you guys this story before. Um, you have. With your yeah. daughter. Yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a daughter yet. Yet. <laughs> the future one that we keep channeling over and over yeah, they exactly won't shut up about <laughs> they won't shut up about her um but uh yeah so she was I remember she had long dark hair she wore it in braided pigtails had this little like gingham blue and white striped dress um and I just tell my parents about her. I would say she came over and we did this. And of course, I was a little kid. They were like, oh, how cute. She's got an imaginary friend. But I would point to a window. I'm like, no, that's where she lives. Like I would, I act like to me, she was real. And um, so my parents thought maybe we met in the park or something. I'm from Brazil too. So let me clarify that. I'm from Rio de Janeiro, um, Rio all the American <laughs> English speakers um, and we have a lot of um, we don't have a lot of houses there we have apartment complexes and apartment buildings and in the like bottom there's usually like a communal park um, so my dad went over trying to find this little girl and her parents to actually like meet um, and the doorman informed him that that little girl had passed away two years prior um, the same exact name same exact description um and her parents had recently moved out of the apartment so that was my quote-unquote first friend ever and she was a spirit and i was actually on a call similar to this with these three lovely women and i got the download that that her spirit will be this the soul of my future daughter, and hence why her name is Camila. That will be my little girl's name if I have a little girl. She comes as a boy. Her name will be Leo. His name will be Leo. I don't know how to. <laughs> One of those things. Um, but anyways, uh, so always grew up very like clairsentient. Very. I mean, there was a lot of um, in Brazil. There's. I guess the equivalent of Santeria and voodoo, um, I could always feel when there was a macumba, is what it's called in Brazil, a shrine. I always felt the energy around it. Um, and my mom always warned me that it was very dark and negative because I grew up Catholic, like in Catholic, um, Brazil, like South American Catholicism is very um, mystic, mystical based anyways. So it was very much, you respected both. You respected, like you knew that, like we still jumped over the, um, 
the waves on New Year's for good luck to honor the goddess of the ocean. So very blended. It was very blended um, with Yoruba culture and religion too in South America. Um, and then when I, and again, I just, I would talk to these things and thought that they were just real people. I didn't realize that a lot. Much like Catherine said, she like, I didn't realize that other people didn't. So I talk about it and my mom, my mom, my dad always fostered that he never told me to stop. My mom, on the other hand, was always very um, weary of how other people would react to that, um, that side of me. And I guess, I guess long story short, I mean, we moved to the United States when I was eight years old. And that was just a shock in general. And eight, ha I mean, eight's a very important number for most children between seven and eight there's usually like some life. I think that's really when we start remembering a lot of things too. It's like as our human brains remember it, right? Um, and so we moved to the United States and um, this came to me the other day. I was, I didn't even put it together, but um, every time I was little, I wanted something. And now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, I just was just like my little MG self, like making things happen. Um, like say I'd lose something, I would always, uh, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna find it. And we'd, play, we'd pray to uh, St. Christopher, was it? I can't even remember which saint we'd pray to or something like that. It's St. Jude. Saint. No, it's a different it? one. For it's not St. Jude. Oh, okay. It's, it's a lost item. Anthony, thank you. Anthony, Anthony. Yeah. Okay. There we go. It's so weird when you guys actually I'll come in and talk. I prefer this. Oh my god, I'm having Sorry. like <laughs> um, yeah, St. Anthony. I pray to St. Anthony and always like I remember my friends being like, How do you do that? Like, how do you just get what you want when you put your mind to it? I'm like, Don't you do that too? Um and then I guess I started uh very much seeing uh what people would call now shadow beings when I became a preteen. Um, they were always around and it's scary. It's scary to see that black murky cloud shadow thing in a corner of a room and to know, feel the presence. And out of fear, I really stuffed it down. I would just be so petrified of these things. Um, my sister and I were talking, um, biological sister and I were talking the other day um I told her a story once um it must have been like 12 or 13 at the time that an alien came and talked to me when we shared a bedroom and I in my mind I was like oh I just told her that to scare her and she asked me about it the other day um she's like do you remember that story I was like yeah she's like was it real I was like I want to tell you I made it up but I didn't I just told myself that I made it up because I was scared of it too. And like, I can what? recall, it, yeah, I, it's, I can tell you like how this being looked like it like didn't float. It like walked up the walls. If that makes sense. Mm. Like I'm trying to imagine. And what did they look like? Very um, long. I want to, I want to say it was, it was humanoid in shape. Mm. Um, scalier skin um very big eyes and it didn't speak this mm -hmm. the thing it, it telepathically spoke to me um 
and I'm still trying to remember exactly what the conversation was because this literally happened like four days ago that I, I was driving back from a shamanic ritual and talking on the phone with my sister and she we we're talking about this certain experience because she remembers me waking up and telling her and she felt like me just feeling like I'm gonna scare my little sister because that's what a little shit 13 year old does um but yeah so just like random things like that would happen to me all the time all the time and then um it didn't it like it pushed it away until I was about 17 I want to say um when it fully started coming back um we had a family friend that was living with us there's a big backstory on that but won't bore you with the details but um her mother-in-law um was into um there's this you i don't know if you want to call it a cult it's called fetus de santo um it's south american they it's very based in that like casting spells and all of that and um her pre her her priest her high priest was there at her baby shower and i remember my mom and sister and i walking into this baby shower she's a family friend and him shaking everybody's hands and he wouldn't he wouldn't look at me he wouldn't touch like wouldn't he just pretended i didn't exist and um he introduced himself to my mother. He's Brazilian, so he introduced himself to my mother as so-and-so and told her his faith, and my mom immediately knew what he was talking about. And um, later on, come to find out that he was asking the host to kick me out because I was there to take away his light. I was there to to snuff out his candle, I think is how they, how they put and how he put it towards Jenny um and then weird things started happening um Jenny ended up having to move in with us after Aiden was born um and dark things started happening to her like she had boils on her skin out of nowhere um they were casting spells on her because she had left Chris and um, trying to just ruin her life. And I remember sitting there one day and she was crying, her hair was falling out and she just had this like baby, this little boy that she needed to take care of. And I was, like I said, I was like 17, 18 at the time. And I just like, sat there and I was like, I am taking this from her. I am taking this. Like I remember speaking to God and being like, I can handle this. She cannot, like I am welcoming this energy into my life. I know it was a good thing as a human to do, but then became, began the like worst few years of my life. Um, anything bad that could happen. Um, I got bit by a brown recluse twice um, and had to be hospitalized. I had, um, I would see Santa Muerte in the corners. Um, and yeah, just like really being, anything bad that can happen to a child that age. I mean, I really think that you're a kid at that point in time when you're so young, um, going down weird paths. Like I'm not a big drinker and I would drink every night and just, I really didn't understand. I really didn't get it. Um, and it wasn't until I met my now husband that I started getting pulled away from that. And that even when we first, Kyle and I first met, um, I told him, I was like, Hey, I see these things. I need you to know about it because it's, it's, a daily part of my life. I interact with it every single day. And, um, 
so he wasn't really like now he sits there and he knows exactly what's going on 12 years later here we are um but I guess we talk about awakening and coming into this like realization of our power and very much I think that all of us have experienced people telling us that we're something that we don't understand. Like I was always referred to as, as, a, as a light. It was always like, oh, she's a little light. Like, oh, look at that little light walking. And I never always was just like, what the hell are you people talking about? Like, okay, cool. Like, I don't look like a light. I've got dark hair and hazel eyes. Like, what do you want from me, people? I'm not going to go, like, blonde. But I would, um, I guess another thing this actually just happened as Catherine was talking about Hawaii. And I did not remember this. I, we used to, um, for being from South America, uh, we didn't, we're not used to Christmases being cold. It's summer in Brazil during Christmas. Um, so my parents would fly us out to, to Kauai every single, um, every single Christmas um, for quite a few years. Um, and that's when I began channeling paths of land. Um, I remember being in the Nepali coast and like visually seeing at least this I can tell you has happened to me so many times visually seeing events that took place um there I could just think of them like wisps of like memories kind of coming forth um in front of you so like I remember being in the Pali coast and seeing just little girls running up and down the beach and I mean it doesn't necessarily need to be significant but um I got my scuba, diver, scuba diving license in Kauai when I was 14, I think, and remember like telling myself stories of underwater, and these stories were just memories from um, from Moo. Um, again, this literally just you just reminded me the minute you said Kauai, it just like whoosh, came in. I, no, I have the same <laughs> thing though, where I'll be in places and see see um the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then um Absolutely. and I guess that's happened like any and of course like significant places where I've lived it was it's never like I think I can now that I'm older I can tap into it but most specifically significant places where I've had past lives in um so yes. Hawaii in Kauai for not that I was alive I, um for Hawaii and I mean the most recent one was this past December in Moab, and that's when I remembered my past life as a medicine woman there. Um, but yeah, so I guess that's a little backstory. My whole, um, my connection to the Akashic Records and you ladies and this aspect started when I uh, I literally, we're just talking about this with Shannon at like the universe literally like bitch slapped me into following. Like I was, my intuition was like, you need to get out of this. You need to get out of this. You're not getting out of this. Why aren't you getting out of this? Okay. I'm going to make you get out of this. And it literally shook my life upside down, inside out. Um, it was 2018. Um, 2018 started a two-year process of us losing a lot of people in our lives. Um, my grandmother passed away in uh, summer solstice of 2018. Seven days later, we found out my mother had was diagnosed with uh, lymphoma in her brain. Um, August of 2018 is when 
the universe. I don't, I really don't have other words to say other than it literally bitch slapped me into going down a different path. Um, I'm a photographer. I photograph weddings, elopements, um, and a lot of branding. Um, and at that point in time, I had another job because you know, I was just told I was working 90 hour weeks. So I was exhausting myself. I was about to be my mother's primary caretaker with two jobs and it just wasn't going to work. Um, so I went full time in my business at that point in time. And um, trying to, so 20, yeah, 2018, I, I started really studying like astrology. Like I was very confused. I'm like, why is this happening? Why did my grandmother pass away? Other than the obvious that she had cancer. Um, but I was wondering, I was like, why is this? Like, what is the meaning of life? Why am I here? Like a lot of those why questions I studied literature and I have a religious studies degree in philosophy. So like these things have always interested me, but until that point in time, it wasn't personal. It wasn't really personal until I started losing people. And for 11 months, we watched my mother battle this cancer that just, I mean, it was her brain. So we, we had lost her, the essence of her so far be like before she even passed away last July. Um, and through this entire process, I just kept searching. I kept searching. And I think a lot of people, when they're doing their awakening, they always come across like your more popular is like your Abraham Hicks and Edgar Tolles and kind of get ushered into this different way of thinking and questioning our religion, not spirituality, but religion a lot at that point in time. Um, and then she got cleared and we were excited on it was right around mother's day and a month later it was back and back with a vengeance and it took four weeks from the time she was re-diagnosed with cancer for her to pass away um on july 11th of 2019 um and that must have been on july on july 11th of 2019 um we, my brother, sister-in-law and I were with my mom when she passed away and we were lucky enough to have a Hindu nurse with us and she asked if she could open the window and I had just spent the night there, um, all of us, one of us was always there with her just in case something happened. We knew that she had already been in hospice for a while so we knew it was coming and we just didn't want her to be alone. So we kept the room really clean, no dust in it. I mean, it was a hospital room, like we, we cleaned it. We were living there basically. Um, and as she opened the window, this like shimmering cloud of like, I don't have other words to describe it, just like woofed out the window. And I remember sitting there literally thinking that I was seeing things because of the stress and the adrenaline that was pumping through my body. Like the minute, like two minutes before she passed away, like I was, I was laying down with her. We just finished praying a rosary um, to her. And I like my heart rate spiked. And my brothers did too at the same exact time. We both looked at each other, called my sister-in-law and like, get over here now. It's going to happen any minute. Like we knew it was going to happen. And just to visually see her soul leave this world in such a, like it's such a visual, like there was four people in that room souls in that room and like 
we watched, we, we all watched it. My brother was just, my brother, my husband for the first time heard this story coming from my brother and my sister-in-law when they were just here a few weeks ago because they hadn't talked, like they hadn't heard it in person. And I mean, it happened and it's something that completely shook me to my core. And later on that year, I was, it was like October 29th. I remember, I'm really good with dates, can you tell? <laughs> Um, October 29th of 2019, I was out shoveling some snow. I live in Colorado, so it's really snowy here um, several times throughout the year. And I was listening to a random podcast. And on this podcast, there was a guest and she was speaking about the Akashic Records and her experience. And I literally, I remember stopping and going like just knowing. I just knew. I was like, this is like, there was... You know, when you hear something and it's just true and you can feel it to like that every core of your being. And I just knew I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I need to learn. This is where, like, I kid you not from that day forward. Um, we, I mean, I just started searching and then learning about the records and learning how to tap into my records. I never, res- like, I never was able to really get in with the quote-unquote pathway prayers or what people call prayer of the new earth like I can't and never like I get in but it'd be like so surface level it would be like hello how are you here's a little bit of information okay bye it was like very not a deep experience like everybody was talking about this like deep spiritual experience I'm like I'm not getting it like I can get in I and I'm getting messages but nothing crazy and going back to like after my mom passed away i kept i asked for signs of my path and signs of her guidance and it came in the form of rainbows for me from that day forward i saw rainbows everywhere i went um i was photographing a wedding and it a rainbow would pop up behind my bride like so much so that my clients like knew about this and they're like oh there's your mama and i'm like yeah there's my mama talking to me um and I'm not kidding, like even I just photographed a couple that got married last year and they were asking about it. They asked me about, cause they were there, like they were the first people I photographed after my mom passed away. And um, um, I'm talking about, I'm talking too much. I realize that, I'm sorry. Um, no, it's, it's all like, I've had full body chills so many times listening to you tell that story and uh, I just want to honor you telling that story in this way and through this platform and just send you so much love and yeah, (laughs) it was so powerful to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Hey guys, this is Shannon. I'm just popping in with an offer from my website, healingintuitively.com. I just launched my first quantum healing and Akashic Records reading course all about how to heal yourself quantumly, exactly how I have healed myself from Lyme and chronic illness. It is called Healing Inside Out and I'm so excited to share it with you. If you purchase the course and send me a screenshot of the purchase confirmation, I am offering free Akashic Soul Medicine sessions, recordings with every purchase of the course so if you send me a screenshot that you purchased the course either to my email shannon at healingintuitively.com or to my instagram at healingintuitively 
I will send you a free Soul Medicine Akashic session. So can't wait to work with you. Hello, loves. This is Mary. I wanted to take this moment to thank you for being here and for listening to this episode. As always, I am here for you should you be interested in diving into the cosmos of your unique human design. One of the things I absolutely love about human design readings is looking at your chart while being in the records and connected with the Council of the Pinnacle. The experience is just so powerful and it truly allows you to see yourself. And I am offering discounted prices for all of you. So if you feel called to book a session with me online, let me know that you came here from the podcast. I can't wait to connect. Yeah, Mariana, that story is just, your story is so powerful. I, um, like Mary said, just thank you for sharing it because same, I had full body chills. Yeah, so, so beautiful. And, yeah. And um, just to tell everybody why we know we're sisters, um, I would love for you guys to tell us, um, you know, which star do you feel connected to? Which chakra? Um, so we can kind of go further into why we're saying sisters, like why we know that we have this connection as sisters. So Catherine, if you want to start, like which, which star uh, slash chakra, how did you know? Um, like how did you receive the message? I guess. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, okay. So so I am the, I hold the energy of the heart um, chakra and it's interesting because I was actually researching it and I guess people pronounce the name Merope, but for some reason it always comes to me as Maropa, like an only Maropa. And they tell me that that is the only correct way to say it. So <laughs> there we go. So it's um, Maropa and um, yeah, the heart chakra and holding the energy of the heart chakra and it's interesting because everything that I talk about it always, like even my book that I'm writing to one day publish is love over fear. Like everything I talk about is about living in love. And when we talk about living in love, it's not just like a romantic love or anything like that. And I'm sure that your listeners are already understand that. I'm sure they're like very higher dimensional, high energy people who get that, but it's a very powerful love. It's understanding that love is really, you know, what makes up this world um, at the end of the day. And so it's, that's what I mostly focus on with my own clients too, is moving from fear into love, um, embracing their unique soul gifts and purpose and mission. And I feel like it also connects to, because of my twin flame connection, I've actually been shown that my twin flame is like a little twin star with me, like a star within the star. Um, and so definitely all of that energy of, of the heart. And it's interesting too, because the heart connects to all the other chakras. So I feel so, so, so deeply, um, you know, what everybody else is going through and feeling and, and, um, yeah, I've always felt connected to all of the chakras, but specifically the heart. And I was actually in Sedona on my way when I was moving to Austin and it was my first time getting an aura reading 
And it's a really beautiful story of how I got to do it. But basically my dad is awesome. And he um, got me this, this aura reading. And um, the woman even was like, oh, I'll just break the rules and do it anyways. And so it was beautiful. And um, it came back and it was like my heart was overwhelming compared to every single chakra. She was like, I've never seen a reading like this before. Like she literally said that. She said, I've never seen an aura reading like this before where it's this overwhelming. And yeah, and I could feel it. Like I could really feel, you know, just my heart expanding because um, of course it was like on the way to, 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 get reunited with my twin flame too. So it was, you know, my soul just really, really, really knew. And um, yeah, so it's, it's the heart chakra for, for many, many reasons. Um, but it's interesting because Maropa is usually um, connected to the throat chakra. And the first time that I went into the records, I asked them and they said, you're the heart and you're Maropa, but you also hold the energies of the fourth and the fifth which I thought was really weird. <laughs> and then Mariana and I, and Shannon a little bit too, started to get all these messages about children. And now I think that it might be connected to that future child of mine. In fact, I, I can say that very clearly because they will not stop hitting me over the head with it, that it's connected to my future child, um, that, that throat chakra energy. So in a way, I kind of hold both, but, but mostly the heart. Wow. And something I, I immediately thought of when you were telling that story about the aura reading is just how much we've received that rainbow souls in general, they have like a heart chakra that is like mm-hmm. three times, Exploding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> three times the size. Um, yes. That's so central to our mission and to our work mm-hmm. and our message is the heart. So it, it's yeah. so beautiful to have found you and <laughs> have this <laughs> and I'm, anchoring. I'm so honored. And, you know, I've had to have a lot of talks with um, the Council of the Pinnacle and, and even my own personal guides too about holding that energy and how I can hold that energy because it is so expansive. And, you know, I remember you telling me the first time you're like, everyone connects with the heart. And it, it kind of made sense because that's kind of how my energy is, you know, and and I, I, I like holding that space, but I need to, um, I always just have talks with my guides about how I can best do that, not only for myself, but also for, for everyone else. Absolutely. Love that. Love it. And I just wanted to add something into, because the, what you said about the throat chakra is super interesting, or, you know, the star connected to the throat. Um, and like Mary and I will have to talk about this in like a episode further because we don't have time to go into it right now. But just as a little like fun fact, we've all um, come to understand that the throat is like very expansive. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people really connect to it very strongly. Um, and so like Catherine has channeled super clearly that her, like her future daughter is going to be very, very strongly connected to the throat. Um, and that there are going to be lots of other like people that come in very connected to the throat. So that's just yeah. kind of an interesting tidbit that we've discovered. And I think that's kind of cool to share. <laughs> yeah. I always channel that the throat is not born yet. Like I always channel that the crown is the youngest who is currently here, but mm-hmm. the throat is not born yet. However, 
there are a lot of ambassadors for the throat that are born currently who are kind of preparing the world for that energy. And it's really interesting because a lot of higher dimensional guides right now are talking about this purging of the throat chakra Mm -hmm. and how that's sort of like what's going on with this, you know, transcending into the, the earth transcending into the fifth dimension. And um, that would, you know, make perfect sense because fifth dimension and throat chakra and all of it. So, and it's speaking truth, right? And then of course the throat and the heart are so connected because, you know, you have the the courage and the the honesty and the love to speak the truth and speak from your heart, right? Speak from your heart. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's very fascinating to me. And I've received that a lot, a lot, a lot that, you know, there's a lot of ambassadors for the throat chakra right now, um, even in, in very prominent leaders, but that, um, the true, uh, people like it's it's interesting too because they tell me it's multiple people that hold the throat chakra energy um just aren't aren't born yet and won't be born for a while also or won't be completed for a while at least yeah which makes sense i mean that like it makes sense so much because mary and i have like talked i think we talked about one of our first episodes about the different stars and um you know we said there are people connected to all of them very strongly already on earth but the throat has always been the one that like of course there are people like you're saying like ambassadors but it's been the one that's like the hardest to pin down and so it's just like it just Mm -hmm. all resonates (laughs) yeah it's very interesting (laughs) yeah and And it, it like shows how all everything is you know there's no one like every time we receive some message you know it's always built upon like it's it's it can't, we can't, you can't make anything as like, this is the truth because there's always more that we're learning, um, which is such a lesson in humility too. Like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> just, be real. just be open to it too, mm-hmm. you know, and be mm-hmm. open to the growth that comes with this. And, and two, I wanted to mention that every time that I hear about the throat chakra, like my womb space lights up, like it's the funniest thing to me, which is all connected to that future child that they won't stop telling me about. But it's like hilarious to me that ever since we started talking about this, and even when I first went into the records and asked when I think of throat chakra energy, I don't actually feel it in my throat. I feel it like in my sacral chakra. So, which is so leeway because it's such a great leeway um, (laughs) because (laughs) um, Mariana connects really strongly to the sacral. Um, but also the throat and the sacral are said to be like the yeah. two of the two super connected chakras. That's so interesting. Yeah. But yeah, Mariana, if you want to, if you want to tell us about you. <laughs> well, mine. Um, so I guess when for, I first connected with Shannon um, before getting to meet um, Catherine and Mary, um, and she really pulled me out of this like little hole I was in. I was in a little just bubble of negativity and just this beautiful message from this beautiful girl from that's living in France just pulled me right out of my little funk, didn't it? Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I am connected um, as with uh, Catherine getting different names. Um, the most common name for the star I'm connected to is Taigeta. I always get the name Taigeti with an E at the end. So Taigeti. 
Um, she, I hold the energy of the sacral chakra. Um, so a lot of about creativity, motherhood, um, sexuality, pleasure, that type of um, connection. And I think it manifests, manifests itself very much into my everyday life. I am um, the second oldest of the seven or the those who are incarnated, which is kind of funny. The other day I was like, if you go up, other than switching Catherine and yeah, yeah a Catherine and Shannon up, like it's just like the root yeah, of the oldest. And exactly. Then me, me and the crown and, youngest. Yeah. And yeah. then Catherine would be the next oldest. But like again, I say biologically because right i i feel like all of our souls are the same exact age i mean yes we (laughs) we came here we came here together let's just just be honest about it um (laughs) but again i've been also been getting like i'm a photographer i help like my one of my biggest gifts is being able to capture people through creativity and empower them like every single person i photograph like even last night I was at a session and they're like, you just make us feel so empowered to be, ooh, somebody just <laughs> had an ambulance. Um, but yeah, that's how I've connected. Um, I've also channeled that I am, out of the seven of us, I am the tether that helps hold us to this plane. Um, and I can, I vote, I'm like the big sister of the group, I guess. Yes, by age. But like, it also like lately has been, like I've been, I've always wondered, like I'm always asking um, my guides in the um, Council of the Pinnacle, like what, what am I here to do? Like, how can I help? Because that's where I need, like, that's what I'm here to do. Right. And it's very much holding the space for, against other people to feel empowered creatively. Um, I, like Catherine, have been given the message that, as I was speaking to before, that I will have a child. Again, I'm not sure if it'll be a daughter or a son, but they, this child will have a very important purpose here on earth. Um, this spirit baby, I can like feel it floating around over here. Um, I will probably be, maybe be having a child before all of the rest of the girls. Cause I am a few years older than them. Um, but we'll, I guess we'll kind of see, I don't want to make predictions for any of that, but, um, I've always, always, always felt that my child will need very conscious awakened parents in order to be able to parent them properly and my husband is very like rooted to the ground very he's a very capricorn he's he's a double capricorn with a a libra moon um and here i am with my little piscean moon that feels everything and my gemini sun and i am also like we both are capricorn risings which i think is going to manifest beautifully as parents when we do become parents that's going to really It'll be very exciting to see, but um, yeah, I guess that's how I'm connected to all of this beautifulness. That's us. I love it. And I just want to say also, like, 
what you're saying about being like the big sister I mean seriously my whole life I've been like where's my big sister and I literally feel like I finally found her in you (laughs) oh my god same I actually told her that the other day you did it made me so happy I was like you are the big sister I've always wanted and known that I have yes honestly I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this part out but same because I do have two older sisters. <laughs> sisters. <laughs> um, I'm the it's youngest okay. of four. <laughs> I have a little sister. And, well, she knows about you guys. Yeah. Already my little sister is well aware. She's like, cool. Will you meet us someday? Cool. Like, Maybe. Exactly. Like, awesome. So she's like, so you're not just my big sister? I'm like, have I ever just been your big sister? Right. Like, no. Well, because I told her about the Shannon thing about why I was crazy with her growing up because I mm. felt very responsible to what happened to Shannon in that past life. Yes. Because I called her, I was like, ah, I tell you something. I gotta come clean about something. Um, <laughs> oh my just God. so you know, I'm a psychopath with you because cause I did this thing that I wasn't able to stop. She's like, oh, it's not your responsibility. I was like, I am aware. Duh, yeah. <laughs> like, understand but I need you to understand she's like I get it okay but that's one of exactly (laughs) but I I love that because we're talking about and we've we've spoken to this before how even earlier we're talking about how within your photography um you're facilitating people's empowerment and that of course is so related to Shannon so, you know, two and three, you know, I keep like mentioning this, but, you know, <laughs> I, I think there's a reason, you know, Shannon found you first. I found Catherine, you know, six and four and like, it just, um, oh, you found the fifth too, babe. I know. And the seventh. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to go myself. there. <laughs> um, I just accepted that as like fact like that is a canon of our lives yes like i've already yes. just like this future little jude baby will oh my god jude her. elizabeth yes jude elizabeth was just gonna be like i can't wait till our little rainbow children dance around and play together oh me neither <laughs> it was so beautiful oh, rainbow cousins rainbow seriously cousins. Yeah. Uh-huh. one of the biggest things that came across to me when shannon and i were first talking is um is the ego and being very, very careful that our egoic pain bodies don't overtake. Like I've always been very cut, like, you know, like when you know you're here to do something bigger, but you're conditioned to like, don't be full of yourself. And I really Uh like, that's part of my tethering. Like it's one of the first things I said to Shannon, I was just like, I can't let now this ego thing, like it can't get out of control because it did get out of control in my past lives and I've seen it and it's not pretty. Um, And I think that's a really big thing about us saying that we hold the energy of instead of we are the stars, we hold the energy of it. There's so many different people connected and only because we hold this energy. I love how Shannon describes it. Um, We're majority stakeholders. Yes. I love that. I love that explanation. Like we, we hold a chunk of it, but that doesn't mean that other people can't be connected to it. I think we're all like the seven of us are our own little star family, but we are also like here to help guide every star family attached Mm -hmm. to this 
to this energy and we talk about Definitely. this chakra stuff and it's very much to do with like that like I hold a sacral energy that is the energy of Taigeti that is like so it's not that somebody else can't it's just that's why our our souls and this is one big thing too that I feel like we need to say is that our souls chose this path and it's not an easy path if you hear about our past lives this is not something that should be envied or seem like oh these girls are yeah idealized in any way like we're here to serve that's the biggest thing is we are here to serve Mm -hmm. definitely yeah it was this it was the same for me too it was one of the very first things I said to Mary was that that was the very first message that I got and in fact the council of the pinnacle was like we just want you calling us guides for a little bit longer. Like we don't want you calling us the pinnacle yet. We don't want you calling us the council yet. Just call us your guides. You know, Mm -hmm. that's something that people can connect to. That's something they can understand. That's something that's universalized. And it's just been within the last week, actually with us doing the soul session together that they were like, okay, now you can talk about it, but you need to explain that the pinnacle is a place the council is the council, you know, all of that. But the very first message that I got after hearing, well, the very first thing they said to me when I went into the records and asked, as they were like, welcome, Catherine, we've been waiting for you. <laughs> same. Yes. Yes. Same. All of us. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally. Welcome. <laughs> welcome home. Yes. Welcome home. Yes. And it was, I don't know how it was for you guys too, but it was so formal for me. It was like, Welcome, Catherine. We've been waiting for you. I was like, it's like those, okay. it's like those voices. It's those voices you hear, like, "Hello, welcome," and then you like see the doors open. Yes, yes. So ceremonial. It's like, like yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It was very like, okay, okay, Seriously. yeah, and yeah, and, yeah, right, and yeah. That that was the very first message I got, and they said especially for me. They were like, because even in human design, like the heart is called the ego you know, or or called the will. And it very much is. And so understanding that, you know, and and we talk about this all the time too, how you're not supposed to like villainize your human ego. Like you, you, you need that to survive, right. As a human, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, um, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it's finding the balance and it's finding, um, you know, how you can operate from your higher self and from that higher purpose versus what you, egoistically want. And um, something I've heard my whole life, my entire life, since I was a little, little, little girl, was that I would be famous. Like random people would tell me that all the freaking time. Random cab drivers or Uber drivers would always say like, you're going to be famous. And, um, and people would talk about it all the time. Like even, and especially because I was an actor too, I think it was easier to to point out, but I would get it all the time where people would be like, you just have that it factor. You have that, that quality, you have that je ne sais quoi, you know, that sparkle. I had a, a friend in college who called it the Catherine sparkle. And, and I thought, well, I mean, for the longest time I was like, well, everyone has this and it's true. Everyone, everyone does have that. But at the same time, understanding now more fully after connecting with you all and understanding that the past lives I've been seeing for years and years and years connect with what you've been seeing and understanding. And it is very much about, you know, we, the ego part, 
I don't, you know, what is interesting about it is I don't actually think we're going to struggle with that so much in this life because I think we've really learned that lesson. And I think also everything is just so aligned in divine timing for people. This is the difference is people are willing to listen to us this time around versus in the past. I think there was a lot of resistance and that's kind of where the ego comes into play because then you get resentful. Because then you're like, what mm-hmm. the hell? I'm trying to lead you. Like, why won't you listen to me? You know? We're just here to help you. We're just here to help you. Like, uh-huh. Jesus. But yeah, but but honestly, I mean, it, it was the very first message I got was was, you know, don't don't think about it in this egoistic way. Like, understand that this is a great responsibility. Understand that this is something that comes with great humility. Like, that's the interesting thing, is it's actually more humbling than yes. it is feeling oh the ego. Seriously. You know I mean? So much. Like, yeah. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. It is, I just, it's very, like, that exterior kind of, like, what other people immediately, I think people are trying to get famous and be, mm. I don't know, something, on, like an Instagram influencer, and I think none of us yeah. have that drive, per se, and I think it's just us being aware of how the rest of the world will perceive the messages. Like if you, I mean, imagine if you were just like some random person and hearing us talk for the first time. (laughs) Right. That's kind of, and just something that we just keep in mind at all points in time. Right. That's the other thing too. And I know we've talked about this Mariana, but it's like the proof, right? Like we're very much into, like, I know for myself, like I'm very much into like, well, what is science studying? And like, what is coming through from historians and archeologists? And like, how can we actually prove this versus it just being the knowing? Because a lot of people need that proof. Like, you know, and and even for myself in all my knowing, like I, I need proof too, you know? So I think it's, it, that's a big part of it also is people not just trusting in it, but trusting their own intuition. And then also all of these outside factors being able to sort of support it, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. 100%. Super true. Yeah. And it's that really, yeah, it's, it's cool because like right at the time that we all connected, Mary and I were having a lot of conversations together about, Ego. you know, how do we, yeah, <laughs> yeah like how do we do this podcast? Yeah. How do we yeah. like talk about this and like make it so that no one is like, well, not that no one, but like, we don't want it to be perceived as coming from our ego. Cause we're not, that's not where we're coming from, but we were like, how do we do this and, and do this in the right way so that it's hopefully perceived as like coming essentially from the heart really, or mm-hmm. the soul. Um, and have people have the message feel inclusive and expansive and not, yeah limiting and saying that these few select people are the chosen ones and they are the special ones and no one else is it's because that is the antithesis of the rainbow realm and of this message right right? yeah exactly Exactly. and it's it's so interesting too because that's even in like the rainbow warriors prophecies Mm -hmm. it truly says that it's the people who like aren't well known yet and it's the people who don't their actions speak yes. for them mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah yeah shannon and i just recorded a mini bonus on the rainbow warrior prophecy everyone so when this is released it probably is available so you can go peek <laughs> peek that if you're curious yes. um yeah because i think it's so so important to be sharing with people um 
that that really is the core of, of this um, mission. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that's so age of Aquarius too, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all about like, and again, that's why in this life, I don't think it's a problem for us because I think we, we understand that so fully. I think if anything, and, and let me know your thoughts on this ladies. I think if anything, it's been a block. (laughs) Like if anything, it's been like our, you know, quote unquote humility or like our like desire to stay out of ego is almost a block. And I know for myself, like hearing my whole life that I would be big and knowing that. Mm. And because I mean, my guides would literally tell me, they're like, you're going to be like Oprah someday. Like people are going to know who you are. And I remember telling my mom that because she was like, why haven't you moved to LA yet? Like, why haven't you done this and that yet? And I'm like, because I'm kind of just enjoying my life right now. I know that the rest of my life is going to be in service to humanity. And it's kind of nice to just be a little bit like a human for a while, you know, like, and not fully, fully doing that yet. Yeah. And I, mm. and I even right before we all met, um, that was actually work that I did with Jennifer, um, who I mentioned earlier is I, you know, she went into the records for me and she was like, you're meant to be really big in this life. Mm. And your guides are saying like, you haven't quite tapped into that yet, but it's coming very soon. And like, mm. that's okay. Just allow it to happen. Keep going down the path that you're going down. Don't force it, you know? And so I think it's really about like for all of us actually overcoming the fear of being seen and Mm -hmm. overcoming the block of, you know what I mean? Like overcoming the block of I'm okay with being known. I'm okay with people knowing who I am or following me or whatever, you know? Exactly. Honestly, it's so funny because I was thinking about this. So of course, like you brought it up, (laughs) but um, (laughs) the first time I went in the records, they actually were telling me like my, hmm, how do I want to say this? They showed me my lives as, as a high priest in Egypt and as an initiate of ISIS. And they were showing me sort of, you're more than what you think you are. Um, Mm -hmm. I had to have the opposite expansion. I, they were, first they had to be like, girl, (laughs) it's okay. You know, like you, you come from divinity, accept it embrace it, understand it, and then you can move forward. For me, I had to um, almost not, I just had to step into it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And I still feel like I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When my clients are, when I take my clients to the Akashic Records and past life regression lightly, that's always the message they give me. Always. They were like, and I even got that in my own past life regression recently. Like you are so much more powerful than you realize. And it floors me every time that they give me almost the exact same message from the records saying, you need to understand that you are super powerful, like (laughs) just over and over and over again. Yes. Same. And it's so, it's actually crazy because when I very first started like allowing my guides to consciously connect with me which was like a little over a year ago when I was like consciously saying like come in I kept on hearing the word powerful and that became like they were like use this as your mantra and I was like okay and so like that word has been like constant it's just like constant like powerful 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 every time every time I do anything that's what comes up and it's you know just what you guys were saying it's like the message like you're so much more powerful than you think and I'm like 
Okay, but you've already also already told me so much. Like I haven't. <laughs> I know I'm still stepping into it, but like I see a lot. So I'm like, if there's still more, like what is it? It's just kind of oh, yeah, crazy. Dude, they've, they've shown yes. me it, it's not even going to be for like another ten years. Yeah, yeah. We, we fully this, do what we're here to do. Like, and we can't even understand. These it. are our baby and steps. we can't even we understand can't even it conceive. right now. Yeah. <laughs> The Can't visions either. that they show us, I'm like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> cool. <Really? laughs> is that this life? Or <laughs> I feel like that's like a message. I'm like, uh, this is past life. Uh, this is the future. This is when was this? <laughs> it's definitely us. It's definitely us as we are now, just 10 years from now. <laughs> yeah. Wild. So um, this is obviously the first of many conversations. Like we have so much to say. Someday we're going to do an episode about like our past life memories together because they're truly insane. <laughs> um, but this is the first of many. Catherine and Mariana, thank you so much for coming on. We just so appreciate you coming on to share your stories. And I really hope that for all of you listening it resonates with you even like even more hopefully to hear more of how everything is connected and yeah mary do you have anything you want to add before we say goodbye (laughs) um i just am gonna echo first of many i think mariana and i are gonna sit down pretty soon and talk all things art and photography and all of those beautiful things um and we just can't wait to continue sharing all of this with you all. Yeah. And I want yeah. to say, too, it's so beautiful because since we connected, people have been seeing rainbows all over the earth. Yes. Like, double they rainbows. And double triple rainbows. rainbows. Double rainbows. All and over the earth. Lit- like, literally since we all connected. Not even joking. It's, it's so really true. Fun. It's like every time I open a social media app now, it's like, more people are seeing rainbows and I'm like I've never seen rainbows like this anywhere yeah before. it's wild just leading us together thank you so yeah. much for yeah, your time and the space and for your listeners listening to us babble on about ourselves <laughs> yeah and I I too want to say you guys thank you so much I mean I know I say this all the time but thank you for your courage in talking about this, creating this podcast, reaching out to us. Yes. Because like that is no easy feat <laughs> and it wouldn't have happened if you hadn't, hadn't have done that and gone on your own journey. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for that. I'll just say you're so welcome. I'm so, so grateful to you, to yeah. all three of you. Yes. My sisters. My sisters. So I just want to say, um, we're going to put um, in the show notes links to um, Catherine and Mariana so you guys can connect with them. Catherine also has a podcast. Um, we'll put their websites, their Instagrams, all that good stuff so you can follow them and learn more about them and hear more about them. So, all right. Yay. Have a we'll good talk day, to everybody. You. Yes, yeah, love you, ladies. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So thank you all so much for listening to that episode. I really hope you enjoyed hearing about sort of our origin stories and how we all are connected and how we all work together and work off of each other. I also encourage you to check out the Prismatic Heart of the Seven Sisters podcast. Shannon and Mary share more about how the Seven Sisters work 
and how we all uniquely work together. And also they share their journeys through Lyme and through dis-ease as they call it and all kinds of, of good stuff over on their podcast. Lots of light, lots of beautiful crystal rainbow vibes on their podcast. And like I said in the intro, please follow these women. If you feel connected to them, I've just channeled so strongly that we're all meant to activate each other's communities. And I really hope you enjoyed that. I'm so excited to be working with them and so excited to continue to work with them and all the amazing things we're going to do for years and years and years together and even with our children as well. So again, thank you so much for listening today. Please rate, subscribe, leave a review. I love, love, love reading your reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you are enjoying this podcast, please leave a review for us. It really helps bump us up to the top so that other people can discover soul rediscovery (laughs) and be sure to share with a friend who is on their own soul rediscovery path. And until next time, I'll see you later.